Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Natural Running Network. My name is Richard Diaz, and what I hope to do is introduce you to some amazing athletes and luminaries from the sports science community, and what has come to be expected, I'll provide some highly opinionated rants on all aspects of endurance sports and my current favorite, obstacle course racing. But before I get started, I want to give a shout out to Human Octane. If you're the kind of person who pushes the limit, then you've got to check out Human Octane Apparel training and racing apparel designed by OCR athletes, and these guys just get it. Everything they make drives lightning fast, has zippered pockets, is abrasion resistant in high contact areas without bulky padding. I've gotten to know these guys, and trust me, they're going to out-innovate the competition when it comes to OCR gear. Check them out at humanoctane.com. Now sit tight, grab a cup of coffee, and let's do this. Alright, so we're back again. It's Almost Christmas, and I thought to get my wingman, my favorite lead hunting dog, Miguel Medina on the horn with us, and uh, Bird Dog Supreme. Bird Dog Supreme. I knew it was something. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget. I always forget. No worries. So it's, those, it's the, all the Christmas cheer. Yeah, you know the the two things that have been kind of interesting is is your tagline, uh, the Bird Dog Supreme. And what was it that Mark Jones said about uh, the secret lab? He called it the death lair or something. The death, <laughs> the death lair. Yeah, he went somewhere along those lines. And look, everyone's got a different idea, man. Yeah, well, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. It's like the torture chamber right. is what it should be. Well, it's not really. I mean, you know, it's a place of learning. There you go. And then, most most places of learning can be torture chambers. You know, sometimes when you want to you want to train your dog, you got to give it a couple good licks, right? So there you go. Exactly. All right, so look, here's what I want to do today. And I I brought you on because I'm going to need your help to keep me focused, all right? All right. I want to talk about kind of a big subject. And it's a big subject to me, and I think that it should be a bigger subject to a lot of guys out there that are training. But the, the thing that I find fascinating about training is – there's just so much that most people don't understand in respect to training with heart rate and or how to manipulate their metabolic pathways. Now, someone might hear me say this right now and think, I'm going to hang up on this guy. This is, this is not going where I want it to go today. I'm but I'm telling sweaty. you, folks, you've got to listen to this because if I don't screw this up, you're going to come away with, whoa, I did not know that. And boy, am I glad I stuck around to listen to this. Now I got it out there. I promise you it's going to be worth listening to. I wrote a piece a while back called Training the Dark Side. And for those studious listeners that have been with me for a while, have probably already downloaded that little bit and absorbed it and understand pretty much where this is going to head. But what I want to do is I want to talk about lactate tolerance training. And the reason I want to talk about it is because most people don't get it. They think lactic acid 
and they think, well, that's that burning sensation in my leg because I've got a lot of lactate there. And that's the soreness that I feel the following day. And I'm going to get on my foam roller and flush out that lactic acid. Or I'm going to have some body work done. I'm going to go see my favorite masseuse, and they're going to help me flush out the lactic acid from my muscles. And all these misnomers that people have been living with for a long, long, long time. What I'm hoping to do is dispel some of the myths and bring some creative thinking to the table here because when you learn to effectively develop your anaerobic metabolism, it is the key to success in most racing events. Get me all worked up just I talking know. about it. You feeling me? You feeling me yet? I'm getting all worked up just uh, all right. about it. So let's let's just put it out there. Early before we got on the show, Miguel, you told me, hey, you know, I've been keeping my heart rate below that threshold, like you told me, keeping aerobic, getting in that base work, and that's all great. By the way, as a matter of fact, it's necessary. It's not only necessary; it should be the majority of the things that you do. As I told you before we got on, I've been doing a ton of research, and I've been spending some quality time looking into some of the writings and preachings of Dr. Steven Seiler, who, for those that don't know who that cat is, he's an exercise scientist that's living in Norway right now, born and bred in Texas, but 17 years away and been living in Norway. And so you don't hear much from him. He's kind of back there lurking in the darkness, but... The guy's been doing a ton of research on the greatest performances of endurance athletes or in athletic sport, Olympians. It's fascinating when you look at the paradigms in the way most of the successful athletes train. There's some real common threads. And recently I had Matt Fitzgerald on, and Matt's pretty much a student of Seiler's as well. As a matter of fact, the teachings of Seiler were the basis of Matt's book called The 80-20 Formula. In essence, what it was all about is that if you do the research, you'll find that some of the greatest athletes on the planet are commonly dedicating about 80% of their training to aerobic conditioning and about 20% to high-intensity training. And they, they avoid all that that is in between. You were going to say something? You're about to tell me that that's the wrong way to do it. No, I'm not. I'm not oh, going okay. to tell you that. But I'm going to tell you there's something missing. And I Sounds like it. Yeah. Well, it's an opinion, right? And I'm entitled. But I, I, I really believe there's something missing. And I've said it a lot. And you've heard me say it before. And I've said it and I'll say it now. There are basically three things you can do in training. One is develop your aerobic metabolic pathways. The presence of oxygen, burning fat. Teach your body to access fat stores for energy because you've got tons of it. The longer you can stay in your fat burning, the less you're going to be expending your precious sugar stores. Okay, You've heard me say that a million times. I did it this entire weekend. <laughs> and then the other end of it is developing your anaerobic pathways, which is the polar opposite energy system, which is reliant on sugar 
and equally important. Now, I'm, I'm being careful to choose my words because I'm going to deviate from that thought process a bit, and it's going to be important. So again, if you guys are like listening, thinking, oh, no, he's getting a little complicated, or I don't know if I like what he's talking about, I'm leaving right now, don't do it. Hang out. I'm telling you, it's going to get better. You haven't heard this before. And the middle thing, the other thing is, and this is where I deviate from some of the other thoughts or thinkers, thoughters, whatever. Thinkers. Thinkers. But the point, <laughs> but the, but the point is, is that motor skill development, mechanical aptitude. Those it MSDs. Is, it is absolutely the glue between those two energy systems. The more efficiently you're capable of moving through space, the lower the cost. And I've been using the, the, uh, the comment, you want to pay wholesale for retail items. <laughs> you don't want to pay retail. And no. by developing your motor skills, you make both energy systems an easier path. So here's where I'm going to deviate a little bit. Here's actually the focus of the whole conversation that I hope to put out here. Looking back at lactate, lactate development is part of our natural metabolic processes. We are developing lactate as you and I sit where we are at this very moment. So it's normal function. Lactic acid is really not different than lactate. It, the acidic nature of the lactate is not even lactate at all. The acidic nature of the production of lactate comes from potassium, and hydrogen ions, okay? Lactate in itself gets a bad rap for being poison in the muscle. It is not. It's actually another pathway to energy development. And you look back at some of the guys that have been doing the research and doing the study, guys like George Brooks, who's at the University of Berkeley. He says that training actually teaches muscle cells how to use lactate as a fuel to get more bang for your buck. I'm quoting him now. With training, mitochondria grow, take in more lactate via the shuttle, and burn it to generate more energy. Boy, I can't read very well, can I? You're doing fine. Okay, going. so you've heard me talk about this. You might not recall it, but I've talked about the lactate shuttle system. And essentially yeah. what happens is, when you start to develop work, and let's just for the sake of simplicity talk about running because this is the natural running network. True that. When you start to run hard, you start to produce lactate, a lot of lactate within the regional muscles. And this lactate, if it's not processed properly, the more lactate you bring in, the more hydrogen that, that hitchhikes along with it, and it starts to become an irritant in the the muscle and the nerve right. endings. And what ends it feels up, like your legs weigh a ton. Not only does it do that, but it actually will cause the muscles to stop functioning. And it's I thought I found it really interesting that what they did is they did experiments with dead frogs. So it says here that in the early 20th century, physiologists stimulated isolated frog muscles to contract until exhaustion. They found that the tissues had accumulated high amounts of lactic acid. 
Since then, the idea that lactic acid accumulation causes muscle fatigue, it has persisted. So in other words, from these dead frogs, we assume that lactic acid causes rigor, and that's essentially what shuts muscle down. So lactic acid's a bad thing. And then yeah. we will constantly find ways to try to flush this lactic acid from the muscles. And so this has kind of been the bad rap that lactic acid has gathered over the years. And what we're finding is that, first of all, lactic acid is the result of the glycolytic energy production system. So glycolytic means sugar, which is... Yeah absence of oxygen so anaerobic metabolism is the glycolytic energy pathways okay okay but it's an energy source that can be used in muscle cells of its origin so in other words where it came from it could actually end up being usable fuel once again the lactate it's actually the preferred energy for the heart and the brain lactate is correct what happens is it gets processed by the liver made into glucose and punches back into the bloodstream and feeds active muscle and functionality. So in other words, your brain depends on lactate as a fuel source and your liver loves to turn lactate into glucose and eventually will punch that glucose back into your muscles, becoming glycogen and ultimately end up being usable energy. And it can actually end up being 30% of the energy demands that you have relative to what you have from your glycogen or carbohydrate stores in the body. Like to you, so you're saying like the, the process of, of that lactate being turned back into glucose, it takes 30% of our energy, or you're saying that that it creates, is 30% it of our energy? About, right, so right. here's what ends up happening. Let's, let's start, start from the beginning. We were talking about a runner going down the road and going hard. Yeah. And then now he's starting to feel the acidic effects of this ensuing lactate production within the muscles. Yes. And if he continues to push at that rate, eventually he'll need to slow down or stop because he's becoming so toxic with this ensuing lactate production that it becomes just in, untenable. It's going to shut him down. Yeah. Now, the, the notion that lactate was in fact the culprit behind this demise is incorrect. Okay. What it turns it. out being is that with the ensuing production of lactate comes about the ensuing hitchhiking production of hydrogen. And yes. hydrogen is an irritant on nerve endings and muscle fibers. It tends to shut you down. But when you train properly, which is where we're going with all of this, when you train properly, you teach your body to take that production of lactate, relocate it via the lactate shuttle system to push it into your liver and or to push it in regions 